name is Luz and I am an alcoholic. This is an open meeting of the Atlantic Group of Alcoholics Anonymous and all are welcome to attend. We hope that what you learn here may be helpful to your recovery and or understanding. Tonight is anniversary night. The format of tonight's meeting will be a main speaker who will speak for 25 minutes, followed by our information break and the anniversary celebrants. Our main speaker tonight is Dev. I'm Dev, an alcoholic. <clears throat> oh, Atlanta Group is my home group. Uh, I got sober August 24th, 2008. Um, Scott K is my sponsor. And uh, I've done the steps. I, I uh, sponsored a couple guys. Um, and uh, yeah, I'll just get into it. I um, I was raised by a, a parent. Um, I was raised by two parents, one of whom was uh, in recovery for most of my life. She got sober when I was three. And um, as a result, I think it's pretty common for um, children of uh, people in recovery to sort of be told throughout their uh, childhood or at least their teenhood that there's a there's a uh, you know 50% chance that um, they could have the gene, uh, and uh, I was no different. And then from the as far back as I can remember, I sort of um, remember being told that uh, alcohol was just not a good idea. Uh, and um, it was unseemly to drinking in excess and get drunk. Uh, and that I, you know, I should, I should probably steer clear. And I was able to do that for a little while. Um, I didn't have my first drunk uh, until I was about 15, um, either 15 or 16. And uh, everyone, all my friend group had already started well before I had. Uh, and I sort of was under the um, uh, misapprehension that I was going to be able to sort of escape scot-free and, and and come up in the world without alcohol and just sort of skip over it um, and be a productive member of society. And, you know, I had plenty of dreams and, and ambitions and, um, and I figured it would, it was more likely that I'd be able to achieve those things. Or so I've been told if I, if I just stayed away from the uh, alcohol um, and uh, it's sort of hard to do that up to a point. Uh, when you're a young person and when you've lived your entire life feeling completely uh, separate from everyone, uh, everyone else and feeling like you just don't belong on this planet and um, just feeling just uncomfortable most of my life. Uh, I sometimes include this in my qualification. Uh, it, it may or may not be relevant, but I think it is. Um, when I was in preschool, I was, I was um, made to, to spend nap time in a separate room from all the other kids because I was too hyperactive. And, uh, and I never napped and I was always sort of up and I could hear like, um, 
what all the adults were saying. And I remember hearing them talking about how cute the kids were while they were sleeping and I could never sleep. And I always felt just like, why can't I sleep? Why can't I sleep on the floor or on the, on the cots with the other kids? Um, and that feeling sort of followed me all the way through elementary school, middle school, high school and manifested itself in various ways and, and uh, whatever the scenario might have been. Um, you know, whether it was uh, uh, social or academic, I always had needed more time when I took tests. I was, there was I, I could, I just felt completely uh, inadequate in every way. And as far as I could tell at the time, uh, um, no one really made much of an effort to to make me feel otherwise. So that's how I felt. Um, and. Uh, so yeah, it was sort of only a matter of time before I decided that uh, I'd just rather not feel that way anymore. And uh, I started drinking with the other other kids my age and doing exactly what you'd expect a uh, 15-year-old to do. And um, it didn't start off with a huge bang, I think partly because I sort of had my mother's voice in the back of my head a little bit um, as much as she could sort of megaphone into my ear um, for those first that first month um, but I think the second drunk uh, I blacked out and um, and gradually realized this is way better than the alternative which was to be sober and feel the sort of prickliness of life and the just, uh, you know, sort of feeling like I was under a microscope and, and unwanted and bothersome. And, um, and, uh, and it was, it was accepted most, in fact, most parents uh, of my friends didn't sort of poo poo the drink as much as, uh, my mother had. And, uh, and so I sort of started to feel like, oh, you know, I think this, this story that I've been told that I'm um, predestined to be a delinquent uh, might just be, um, you know, not applicable. And so I started to drink whenever I wanted. Um, I started to drink um, during the day at school. I stopped going to class because uh, I didn't like class. And it's, and I, you know, drinking made me feel better. Why wouldn't I just not do the things? The other things that that uh, that made me uncomfortable and made me feel less than. Um, and uh, and I started to sort of accept that, you know, this is something that I can do sort of for the rest of my life. And I can sort of interact with this thing. And this is sort of the button I push to be able to have a conversation with a stranger or talk to a girl at a bar or um, get out of a tight spot. Um, and uh, and to be funny and to be good looking and all the things we hear in these rooms, uh, you know, all the reasons um, we sort of drank, especially when we were younger, those were the things that mattered to, to me at the time. Um, and it was fun for a couple years uh, and as, as everyone in here knows, eventually it wasn't fun anymore. Otherwise I wouldn't have come in. 
I probably would have waited until my liver shriveled up and um, and maybe someone like had to physically remove me from the from the bottle or the glass or whatever um, because there's just no reason not to there was no reason not to feel that way uh, if it felt good it was just all I wanted was to just inject myself with everything other than straight life um, and uh, I graduated high school I went to college uh, I started to drink more uh, I started to um, find other people who drank like I did um, because I felt less bad about myself uh, when I was around them and, and I'd find you know more and more people who I could sort of um, s like social scattering throughout the week so I didn't I didn't appear to be uh, problematic um, and the more I drank and the more I blacked out, the worse my behaviors uh, became and the, I, I just did a lot worse stuff. Uh, I would start fights with people. Um, I would uh, say horrible things and destroy uh, anything uh, that was within you know, five to 10 feet of me. I'd get thrown out of places. Um, I started to self-harm, which is a part of my story um, that I had some shame about uh, for, for a little while, um, which I hadn't done the first couple of years of my drinking, but I, I started to, uh, I started to hurt myself and I, I, um, it started to become apparent to people. Uh, and if I couldn't hurt myself, I'd try to find someone who could hurt me by by um, by uh, having words with them uh, under the influence. And it got to a point where I was seeing a therapist at the time and he said, why don't you try AA? It's the only thing that seems to work. And I said, oh, I know all about AA. Uh, I have no desire to um, be around more people than I already have to be, uh, especially without alcohol. To be in a room full of you know 30 people, let alone you know 500 people, um, sober, just seemed like you know I might as well just step off off a cliff into a lava pit. Um, and he sort of kept on me about it, and I eventually agreed, and I went um, late to a the NYU meeting. Sorry, Jim. I think you texted me. Yes, I see that you texted me. Um, and uh, and left early and felt uncomfortable, but I heard a couple people say stuff that I really related to, but I just couldn't. I was so just shaking and sweating and just, uh, just not ready that day um, to have a conversation with anyone. Um, and... So over the course of the next year, um, it, it got worse, and I started to try to moderate. I, I, uh, another thing my therapist at the time suggested, why don't you try to moderate, why don't you try two, two drinks a day and then stop. Uh, and I, I started with um, two glasses of beer, 
which became uh, 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 40 of malt liquor, which became um, two glasses of wine, which became half a bottle of wine, which I figured was about two glasses, um, which became two glasses of scotch with rocks, no rocks, uh, 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 kind of, of Jim Beam. And I figured I sort of measured everything out enough, close enough that, you know, I, I passed the test after a month. And, um, and I started drinking the way I had been drinking again. And during that time, I didn't black out. I was doing other things to sort of tide me over while I was experimenting with this, this, uh, moderating my drinking. And, um, and then things got bad again, not too, not too long after I started drinking like I wanted to drink. And then I would try to moderate again, and I would I would do everything it talks about in the book, and, and what I'm sure many of you have have done and did before you came into the room, um, because I just did not want to stop drinking, and it was it, it continued to be uncomfortable. It it didn't even if the, if um, I passed this test, uh, it still meant I would have to be uncomfortable. I'd have two drinks and go to a party, and you know want to stick my head in the toilet. Um, and, uh, and I wound up, uh, like I said before, when I would get really bad, uh, I would either try to fight someone or I'd hurt myself. And, um, I'd often leave do the, the Irish goodbye and leave early, um, uh, from a party at like three or four in the morning and not tell everyone and not just sort of disappear for a couple of days. And, um, and I wound up in, in Bellevue one night after, after sort of, uh, going solo later on after a party. And, um, and I, and I remember the first thing I thought was, uh, was, oh God, um, now I'm, you know, gonna have to like, this might affect my drinking. Um, I had really pretty badly hurt myself. I had uh, mangled my arm up pretty bad and cut through my muscle. And, um, and I woke up at, next to a, some guy who was also drunk who uh, tried to fight back a mugger and been stabbed in the stomach. And we sort of swapped uh, self-pitying sob stories about how we should be able to drink how we want to. Um, and that's all I could really think of. And they wouldn't let me out because there was a whole psych watch thing. And, um, uh, they had some like, you know, 12 year old resident try to analyze me. And I just was not in the mood. Um, and eventually I was able to get my doctor to, to tell them to release me. And I, and released to sort of to the, the supervision of a couple of friends of mine who were supposed to monitor me and make sure I didn't drink. And, um, and that worked for about a week. Uh, and then, you know, again, I started to drink again because I started to feel uncomfortable. Um, and the novelty, that initial novelty of feeling like, Oh, Oh God, and getting that sort of scare. And then sort of there, there are moments in early sobriety that I remember before I really got sober and started to go to meetings, I sort of remember that feeling triumphant. There's that sort of excitement that you might get when you're so many drinks a lot and often. 
of feeling like, um, uh, oh, this is, this is what I'm, I need to do. I'm, I'm a new man. I'm a new person. I can do this. Um, uh, and then maybe you get a week of sobriety and you might not even think you're an alcoholic anymore, but you keep at it. And then something happens. It's at whatever time, uh, the further away you get from a drink where you want to drink again. Um, if you're an alcoholic and typically you don't just want one drink. Um, and if you do want one drink or if you're able to have one drink or just two drinks, uh, it's been my experience personally in seeing people over the last 13 years come in and out of the rooms, uh, that eventually, uh, you start, uh, you start drinking like an alcoholic again, you start blacking out, you start looking for other things. You start getting in, in trouble. You start having near-death experiences. Um, you start losing friends and family. Uh, and I would sort of have those these little microbursts of those moments that leading up to the time I decided I need to go to AA, or I just it's the only thing there is. Um, and a lot of times the feeling, what people feel before that moment, and what I felt was, I can't live with it, can't live without it. It's a horrible place to be because it really feels like this is going to last forever. It feels like I just am not meant to be okay. I'm not meant to feel, um, I'm not meant to sort of be able to not shake and not sweat and not, and not, um, stumble over my words and not feel, uh, just this sort of like I'm wearing this suit of thorns every day of my life. And, there's no, there's, there's clearly no other, other way to sort of, there's no other solution. And ultimately I, um, I, uh, I was referred to, a by a friend of someone in the, in the, in AG and she took me to a meeting, um, Sunday meeting. And I met other young people. I was 22 and I got sober and I'd never met anyone uh, that young who'd, who'd gotten sober and uh, and at that right off the bat I was like there's all these young people and it just completely blew my mind um, and I think I, I after the meeting I did I left and didn't maybe go back for another week or so didn't go to another meeting for another week and the same person invited me to go to the movies with these other people, also members of, of AG. Um, and, and I went to a movie sober for the first time in, in forever. And, um, and, uh, and I, and I met these people and I wound up meeting my sponsor and I'd always said, I'll never be a member of AA. I'll never get a sponsor. I'll never, um, I'll never really do this. Uh, I might audit, I might come in every now and then and sort of just show my face, but uh, I can't do this all my life. I can't be that guy at parties. And that was the whole thing. I can't be that guy. I can't be that guy. I can't be that guy. I can't be the guy. When I was always that guy in a completely different way, I was always the guy who was being dragged out of uh, apartments and, and being taken to the hospital and, uh, and I'd proven that, that clearly I wasn't having a great time um, and, and wasn't making a great impression. Uh, so yeah, I wound up uh, doing the steps. Um, 
uh, with a guy who's younger than I was. And, uh, and I would still, for those, that first, like those first few weeks, I would come in, I would give people dirty looks. If someone tried to come up and say hi to me, I remember, I don't know if Nye's here, but I remember Nye coming up to me and being really nice. And I think I like looked at him sideways and, um, and I would just do that and I would try to act tough and try to act like, you know, sort of repel people because I really didn't trust anyone and I didn't, you know, I didn't feel like uh, I deserved any sort of warmth. Um, got it. Thanks, Jim. Um, and, uh, and so as I started, I think got 30 days after, after I'd, I'd sort of gotten through the first step one, step two, step three, um, uh, I started to, I, I just remember walking down, down the street before I, I came into AA and I remember just feeling like, um, everyone was like hanging from the trees above me, looking down at me with telescopes, um, and analyzing every pore and every thought. And I felt that way all my life, except when I was drunk. Um, and that, um, that feeling just started to sort of slip away. Uh, I started to literally walk from point A to point B or walk from work to a meeting. And, and I would have forgotten, I wouldn't have been thinking about myself or I wouldn't have been sort of preoccupied with, um, all the ways I, I was, you know, not worthy or not sort of, um, not right. Uh, and that to me was the first miracle because I did not think that was possible to feel comfortable in a normal environment was all I really wanted. Uh, I didn't need to be able to sort of, um, stand at a podium and not feel nervous. That was, that was never entered my mind, but to just be able to be in a room and not, um, want to want to melt. Um, and, uh, I started to, I did, did, uh, my fourth step, my fifth step, uh, and I got to, to nine and nine, ultimately nine and 12 are the steps that really turned it around for me. And, um, I, I desperately didn't want to do nine. Uh, it seemed absurd, uh, to go, you know, reach out to people who you'd wronged. Um, for who you might have wronged or who you defended or may have offended. Uh, I really, really, really didn't want to do it. And my sponsor said, you have to do one at a time and just write. And, you know, we did went through my eighth step and I, and I, um, and I wrote out my scripts and my, what I was going to say and what I was, you know, sort of, uh, you know, sort of organize my thoughts. And, and I went to, people and pretty much everyone I, I wronged or could get a hold of. Uh, and that is just like, that's just doesn't happen. And it just wasn't supposed to happen. And it never would have happened without AA. And that's one of many things that if you're an alcoholic and you're not drinking, um, there's just, you would not think to do that. Uh, and you'd have no one to be accountable to, to tell you, if you do this, it will make you, uh, 
it will help you. It will make you feel better. It will make you, um, uh, it will change the way you feel and change the way you, uh, what you put out into the world. Uh, and, um, and that's the, the same thing with the, with the 12 step. Once I started sponsoring guys, uh, and really fully being forced to get completely out of my own head. Uh, I not only started to realize, oh, all these people feel the same way that I felt, and I now know how not to feel that way. Um, and I'd say that, but of course, even now, with 13, almost 13 years, I, um, I, have, I have bad days, uh, as we all do, and this last year has been a rough one, and it's really tested my program. Um, uh, and I'm now married with a kid and with a career. Uh, and these are things that I just should not have. I really should not have. And I know everyone says it, but I really should be dead. Um, and, you know, I was, I just don't know. Uh, I don't know really what else to say other than if I hadn't walked into that room, if I had been introduced to these, to, you know, sort of referred to this, this person who then, introduced me to all these other people and I realized, oh, people actually get sober and stay sober. Um, uh, I felt like, okay, I can stay another day. I can stay another week. Um, and, uh, and yeah, I don't know. I'm very, uh, I'm very grateful to, to be here tonight. And, um, and, uh, yeah, it's, uh, I think, I think that's all I got.